Welcome back, everyone. Uh, peace and greeting from the sound of the rising sun. This is your boy, Monquay. And this is Stefan. And uh, this is a Divine Council, and we're back with uh, episode 5050. Episode 50. Yep, episode 50, man. A milestone. Yeah, so, you know, we. Wow. Um, you know, we, 50 episodes in, so. Feels like we just started yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been flying by, man. It's been flying by. You know, uh, it was over a year ago that we we started, but um, yeah. It just like I mean, every episode to me, it's 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 interesting to see the differences between episodes of what we're discussing and stuff from time to time because there's so much stuff that's that's happening in between episodes. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, we're, I feel like we're becoming a resource. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, it's reaching a point where you can go back and listen to a lot of what we're saying and, you know, you're looking at what's going on in society and a lot of it, a lot of it's playing out. So, you know, it's playing along, you know, just like Better than what I can imagine, you know. I, I feel like I, it definitely is some improvements that I can do on my end. But you know, except we at we at fifty, so when we look back, hopefully we have many more many more episodes to come and uh, many more ventures and expansions uh, of the podcast and of, of our message. So you know, let's get back into it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's episode fifty, but we back at it. So let's get back into it. How's everything been for you, man? Everything for me has been well, man. Um, I'm just, I'm in a, a good position right now. We just finished out the month in processes this week. So I'm in a good, uh, good spot, you know, heading into next, heading into the weekend. So I can just uh, kick back and relax, you know. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just planning out, like I say in a lot of the episodes, just planning out what's next for me. Um, I think this weekend I'm going to work on some music because I'm trying to finish this EP and get it out. Like originally my plan was to drop it on 824 um, on Kobe Day and have eight songs. But I didn't reach that because I was kind of, it, 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 I was kind of, I, I wouldn't say I was bullshitting necessarily, but it, it was just different things that came into play. Like I had to get like my truck fixed and stuff. So that was a lot of money that I had to put into that. So, and you know, I'm doing everything myself um, in terms of the music. I'm uh, all of the equipment and stuff. I, I haven't asked for help from nobody or nothing like that. Um, I just recently paid off the this audio interface that I got it cost over eight hundred dollars, but it's one of like the top audio interfaces in the like in the industry that a lot of industry people use and stuff to process uh vocals and whatnot. So I just paid that off and you know it's just a it's just a process man. Um I'm just planning that out how I want to release that and um yeah dude that that's that's just about it for me. Just uh Trying to find more, uh, trying to put more time into uh, into exercising, 
and stuff, you know, since I've been in home, since I've I've been in at my a crib for so long, you know, I don't really go outside some days. Um, so yeah, that's just I'm just trying to make that a a, a focal point moving forward. What about you? Uh, for me, you know, not much. Just keep on trying to stay on the uh, on a nightly grind, graveyard shift with uh. You know, with nursing, you know, so it's kind of slowed down with the, you know, CV. But, you know, at, at, at this point, that comes in waves. It, it gets up and down. But, you know, it is it's still difficult in healthcare, you know. It is. But, you know, hopefully it'll be, it'll be better days and just got to keep pushing through, you know. Um, but same thing, just working. Uh Trying to, you know, maintain through, you know, through the situation that everybody's in. Um, not really doing much. Investing, saving. Investing in myself, you know, like you said, exercising and stuff like that. Really looking, uh, it's really a lot of um, thinking and reflection on, on where I'm, uh, where I'm trying to go in the future from, you know, from here. And, and after, after, every, after, uh, after it kind of gets back to somewhat normal, though, it, it's it's probably never going to be the same. But I don't think it's always going to be. We're not always going to be under, um, you know, a, a pandemic per se. But you know, I think it's gonna it's gonna still have some effects moving forward. But it's a lot of reflection on my end. True. You true. know. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. Um. Yeah. I was gonna say, just to give you some uh some background info, you know of how the the podcast is doing. Um I'm I'm looking at the insights for the past week and we had, you know, 18 plays over the last week, 31 downloads in a week. So 31 wow. 31 downloads in a week. Uh our top spot, Boardman, Oregon. Yeah, we got seven plays in Boardman, Oregon this past week, five plays in San Francisco. And three plays in um, Ashburn, Virginia. So, yeah, the podcast is moving along. I, I say pretty well. You know, we're we're over twenty. We got on SoundCloud. We got over twenty-one followers now. So when I posted that last episode, we got a new follower uh, tonight. So, so yeah, the podcast is uh, you know continuing to grow. And I think it's interesting to see, man, like to think about how we, you know, last year when we got we we kind of we got those initial hits like over back to back episodes over 100 plays and kind of we were kind of, you know, feeling like, damn, this is so we already have hit a stride, you know, to where maybe this would be consistent. But it hasn't been like that. It's been more of a a slow grind, which is you know, which is cool and stuff because it's we're we're building it from the ground up, and I'm we get hit up, you know, on the regular with these emails, messages, and stuff about buying followers and views and stuff like that. But it's like I don't want to do that. You know, I just want to keep it as organic as possible because that's what we're trying to be with the the content we just we're just trying to be um organic in ourselves and 
not trying to force, you know, opinions and stuff like that and try to follow trends. We just talk about what we feel like talking about. True. You know, you got you to gotta let it cook in the oven. You can let it cook in the oven. Can't keep opening the door and stuff like that. You got to let it let that motherfucker cook. So, you know, it ain't even it ain't even about uh, the following or anything like that. I don't even I, to be honest. I don't even really I pay attention too much to it. I'll, I'll look at it here and there. I mean, rarely, rarely. Um, I'm just really focused on what, what you know, the content and what we're trying to put out there and being more trying to be more consistent. And, you know, just trying to be unique or, you know, just trying to just get, get the get the message out there, you know. So I really just focus on what on, on the on the content. And I like you said, I, it's understood that if you if you are more organic with your message and, you know. Have the right energy, it's just going to come, it's going to come and it might it might take time. <clears throat> but like, I don't even, I mean, it is what it is. You know, if you put the right energy, you put um, the right thought process towards your craft, it'll pop off it whenever it's supposed to pop off. But it's not even really, just, it's not even about that. You know, I just want, you know, everyone to be able to be prepared and stay one step ahead, just like I feel like how we are. That's all, it, that's all I really, really look forward to, you know, so glad to hear that we're still growing you know um still many more much more to come so yeah that's good to hear um so now to i guess to to start off this episode uh there was some breaking news that happened literally just before this episode um occurred uh chadwick bozeman best known for playing uh, Black Panther and playing um, Jackie Robinson, he passed away. Uh, he was dealing with um, colon cancer. You know, he he what? had a yeah four years, man. He he had colon cancer for four years, and he just passed away to uh, tonight. Um, yeah, it's going. It's trending worldwide right now. And you know what's even crazier is today is Jackie Robinson Day. Today is Jackie Robinson Day, and he died at the age of 43, according to IMDb. But if you look on other sites, you know, Wikipedia is not the best source of information, but Wikipedia is saying he was 42. So 42, Jackie Robinson Day, and the number that Jackie Robinson played with is 42. Jamatria. <laughs> Look at the Dramatri, man. That he, shit is, he literally just put up a video like an hour ago before this news even broke about Jackie Robinson Day. I was and and people in the comments are flooding it now, uh, talking about Chadwick. Yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. It's it's crazy, man. It's like you know this this year has been it's been a lot, dude. And you know, um, there was a video going around like like a month ago with him with Chadwick where he looked, he looked sick in the video and uh, people were talking about it and stuff. And um, I was just thinking, I was like, maybe he's just playing a role. You know, he, maybe he's just preparing for like a new role, you know, cause you remember when 50 cent did that movie where he, he became like a cancer patient and he lost, yeah. he lost all that weight and people thought he was sick. That's what I was thinking with him. I was like, you know, he's an actor, you know what I'm saying? So he probably just, you know, lost weight for the role. <clears throat> Turns out he's had colon cancer since 2016. Has he announced it? 
No, nah, he didn't. It wasn't known. It wasn't public knowledge until now. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, he kept it. He kept it private. Um, but yeah, man. So I just wanted to put that out there. You know, I wanted to say RIP to him, you know, and condolences to his family. It's a damn, it's a shame, man. It's a shame, dude, because it's like, he may not have been like the biggest known actor and stuff like that, you know, to most people. But for some of the roles that he played, a lot of those, some of the roles he played meant a lot to, um, to the black community, you know? Whether you like the movies or not, he did play several historical figures. You know, he played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Robinson. And you can argue he's probably best known for playing Black Panther. And of course, yeah, it's just a superhero movie. But at the end of the day, that movie inspires so many people, you know, so many kids that look up to him and look up to the character and what it stands for, you know. So it goes more than just a movie, you know, in my opinion, you know, um, I mean, we talked about the movie and stuff and the the intricacies of it, but I don't want to get into that right now. I just want to talk like surface level, like what it the symbol of having like a black superhero portrayed. Not on no, you know, not on no bullshit, you know, not no. He wasn't a villain. He wasn't a thug. He was just a, he was just a stand up dude, you know, and. Now that he's gone, it's like, fuck, dude. It's like, we can't, I mean, it's like, bro, this year is some bullshit. It's like, we can't have nothing, bro. It's like, it's crazy. It's really odd. It's really, really odd. So, um, like you said, condolences uh, to his family. Uh, it's sad to hear. And it's sad. Yeah. Um. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving forward with the episode, um, there's a lot that we can tackle this episode. Um, one thing is, I'm not sure if you know about it, but in Raleigh right now, there's a protest downtown, or there was a protest. They were saying it was like over 500 people. Um, and the reason they were protesting is because of Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was the man that was recently... Uh, a black black man that was recently shot seven times um, in Washington State. Uh, I think it was in Kenosha, Washington. That's where the protests were happening. Yeah, Kenosha, Kenosha, Washington. Um, he was shot seven times in the back, and people were arguing online about was it? It's fucked up. You hear somebody get shot seven times in the back. And there's people arguing whether or not it was justified or not. You got the trolls, uh, conservatives and whatnot saying, you know, if he just complied, it wouldn't have happened. But then again, you got so many videos showing where if, uh, if a white person um, resists arrest. And by the way, he wasn't even being arrested. He was there in the video. He was there. To, he was breaking up a fight. He was breaking up a fight in the video. But back to what I was saying, a white person can be resisting the police, fighting with them, and the police just stand there and might score up with them and shit. But if it's, if it's, a, if it's a, a melanated individual, the first thing they have on their mind is to blow their brains out. And there's so many people that 
that just they try so hard to to make to, they try so hard to make sense of it to, to say you know if he would have did this if he would have did that and there's reports saying that he he had a knife on his floorboard in his car if you look at the video he's he um he gets away from the cops and he goes around his car into his car and, and the cop is pulling his shirt like tugging on his shirt and then all of a sudden he just lets off seven rounds in his back so now jacob is in the hospital paralyzed and oh, oh yeah he's uh handcuffed to the bed allegedly right now so the thing with this is you know it's just it just never ends with these with these events you know um I was gonna say, damn. He there. There is reports that he was a, a criminal and shit. There, there, he was a criminal beforehand. That he might have an outgoing warrant um, for sexual, like a sexual assault charge or something like that. But even if that's the case, even if that's the case, that's irrelevant to what happened. There's no way. There's no way you can, I don't see how you can justify somebody being shot that several times. Okay, you see a gun, I mean, you see a knife on his floorboard, but your first, your first thing is to, your, your first um, reaction is to shoot him seven times. Like, you couldn't have tasered him. It's a fucking knife. You couldn't have tasered him. You couldn't have shot him in his leg or something. Your first reaction is to shoot him seven times in the back. Um, I just think it's it's just I just think it's bullshit. It's bullshit and it continues to be, you know, it continues to uh be these uh these these events for the world to see to see people enraged, to see melanated people more primarily enraged over this shit. And it's like, when will this shit change? Will it change with voting? Will it change with protesting? What will be the, the turning point of this? What what will stop this? Will it change with the media coverage? Will it change then? You know, um, when is enough? When is enough enough? Is the, the question that I have with, with this. Because, I mean, it's a recurring theme we've been seeing for many years. You can say that Trayvon Martin was really the start of this, uh, this stuff happening in terms of social media. And it just continues to happen. Oh, yeah. And by the way, a 17-year-old white kid who posed, who was uh, supposed to be at one of the protests for this, you know, he was uh, cleaning up graffiti. He had an AR on him. He had an AR. He killed like two, two of the protesters. And he injured another. Oh, and by the way, after he killed him, he calmly just walked up, just gave like the cops a you know a wave in the air, and they proceeded to arrest him. No, they didn't rush him. They didn't beat his ass. They did not. They just calmly helped him up. You know, he calmly put the handcuffs on him and took him away. It's almost as like it was a sign to let them know, hey, we got him. You know, we're good. We're good. I'm done. You know, they're playing for the same side, seems like. And it's just it's just the question I, I, I ask is when is enough enough with these these stories? You got his family 
with this attorney, Benjamin Crump. And if you know anything about Benjamin Crump, he's full of shit. It's a black attorney. I don't give a fuck what his color is. He's a fucking clown, in my opinion. He doesn't get nothing done. They send him in to get the, the families that were affected to just, you know, be on some kumbaya. Let this, this time, this day too, will, shall pass shit. You know, let's all come together. Can't we all get along? That, that type of bullshit. So what's more than likely, I think, will happen, just no, the family's going to take a settlement. They're not going to press the issue with pressing charges on this whole police department and actually getting these, these uh, officers locked up. They're going to take that settlement and they're going to continue to be on this, uh, let's, you know, turn the other cheek. You know, we forgive and forget bullshit. And in another month's time, a couple weeks, we'll hear about another one. And the cycle will continue. No, at this point, you know, I'm trying not to, you know, it's 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 deeper than I think we really we really realize because it seems surreal. It seems surreal because you know it's this shit's been going on since shit 1492, probably look, even before that. But like you said, social media has really added another dimension to it. Um, like, but you know, it's just. I, I, I'm trying not to really. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to get too caught up into the emotional aspect of it, because man, it can take you down a dark hole. Um, you know, and it's, it's really kind of that has actually had an effect on me the last couple of days here recently. Um, just a lot of reflection on uh, my place as a as a as a man. You know, um, in 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 this society, because it's like this anywhere I, anywhere I go, anywhere I go, everywhere I go, the whole time I'm here, and I know it's not always going to be like this. But I I I I'm, I try to come to the understanding that my mind is is, a, is my whole lifetime going to be this? You know, am I going to continue to be uh, one of the lost souls who was here before to have to continue to fight this battle, or you know, is it really? The surreal aspect that I'm looking at is it is is it it seems like I don't know, man. Like it seems like it's getting to the point where, you know, it's nowhere to go. And I feel like once it gets to that point, it means that it's almost at the end. Um and with a lot of with everything else aligning and prophecy and everything, man, I, I it's just for me, it's just it's surreal, man. It it seems like, you know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know how much longer this can really last. You know, I, I want to hope that it is a re, the re, return of the most high. You know, this is the end of Jacob's trouble. I hope that that's the case. You, you know, if you look at the timing, you know, the seven or eight year prophecy of Jacob's trouble, it looks like it would have started around 2012, 2013. And his name is, uh, and this guy's name is Jacob Blake. Oh damn, and, Blake! And he survived. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't killed. He survived. Uh bro, I didn't even. Ah, uh, damn. Shit. Okay, so let just damn. That's kind of that kind of fucked me up for a second. But I just look at this as I think it may be the end. Hopefully, of 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 what Jacob's trouble is, and you know, believe it's uh, out of the Jeremiah chapter, uh, uh, book book in the Bible. 
um, where it basically speaks that the you know the chosen ones will have to face one last great tribulation before you know they basically return to the or before the return of the Most High before it reverses. And with the return of the Most High, it's supposed he's going to come back with the sword. Um, so it's and you know that means it's not going to be it's not going to be beautiful initially. So I'm looking. This is this is how I'm viewing this. You know, I'm viewing this as not necessarily a negative. A negative in the sense of it's no full confirmation that it is getting better. But the way I'm looking at it as as it's, it's a, I think as a as a collective, it's still allowing us more and more to become more conscious of this shit. Like you know, it's 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 allowing us to become more conscious, and I think that's dangerous. Um, because I feel like a lot of, uh, as a pop, as a whole, we're becoming more, more aware and it's allowing us to think. And I think that that's going to be the first step to unite. Um, cause at this point, what have we not done? And that's come together, you know? And I think that's the, that's what this, this is going to push us to do. I mean, it's like us, we're in a pressure cooker, basically. That's how I feel. I don't, I feel like, I mean, I, I, I deal with the same. I deal with the same shit as a uh, quote unquote black male. Everywhere I go, I can be a damn nurse saving people's lives and still, you know, have to deal with some racist shit. It doesn't matter, man. Record is clean, and I have to deal with the bullshit. And I'm, I'm you know, it's the same for you. You shit. Yeah. You work from home. You probably you work from fucking home and have to probably deal with the same thing. So you can't explain it. You just have to experience it and relate with those who experience it. But like. You know, the dark part of it is like, man, it's, it, it's getting old, man. I know, like, the last few days, man, this shit has really been weighing on me. It's getting old. Everywhere. It's weighing on my soul. Yeah, like, everywhere we go, we have we have some some bullshit to go, um, that goes on with us being, you know, quote-unquote black people in this society, man. It's like, it doesn't matter our social status. It doesn't matter. You know how much money we have. It doesn't matter the industry we work in. None of that shit matters at the end of the day, man. Because this, this system that was placed upon this uh, this company that is the United States of America is set up for us to be destroyed. It's simple and plain. It's simple, and it would drive you insane if you simply think about how every fucking day. We're alive. We have to go through some bullshit, man. Every fucking day, it, it it's like it's like really, this shit gets you so uh, gets us so heated. It's like, man, what's stopping us from just going out and just murdering motherfuckers, just out of anger? That's what it kind of pushes you to, and that's what let's that's where I try not to get caught into it, man, because that shit really put it pushes you to make you just want to go and just get real with everybody for real, man. It does, it does. It pushes you to that point because you don't have no like it's like what I got to lose. What I got to lose. I got nothing but good heart and good intentions everywhere I go. And I got to deal with a motherfucker being bored. Like I treat me a certain way just because of the system. Yeah, it makes you really do that. It makes you think like it, think, it makes you think like that. It does. Even though you have it like it corrupts you, man. It's like it, it like it, even if you're not corrupted, it's like the society will make you make you corrupted off of just those ideas off of how you're treated. It's it's crazy, man. That's why I try I, I try not to get caught into it, even though it's hard to not look at the reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on um 
as of now, uh, you know, he's he's still in the obviously he's still in the hospital and whatnot. But, you know, protests are breaking out across the country again because of this. And protests happen in some places that I wouldn't I didn't see coming. And I'm pretty sure you were shocked when you saw this too, the NBA. And one of the people that was leading it allegedly was LeBron. Um, yesterday, yesterday there was supposed to be three uh, NBA playoff games. Um, the first game was the Bucks versus the Magic. The Magic was on the court. The Bucks didn't leave the locker room. They said they're not playing. They decided to boycott. So then, thus, the Magic went back to their locker rooms. And then the four other teams decided they weren't going to play. And then the WNBA playoff teams decided they weren't going to play. Then you got tennis stars like uh, Naomi Osaka. She said she wasn't going to play in her upcoming tennis uh, match or tournament. Then you got MLB teams not playing either. They postpone games. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this from the standpoint of like, wow. I'm like, so maybe people are starting to understand this shit is bigger than entertainment at the end of the day. This shit is bigger than um this this shit is just bigger than just just trying to keep people just trying to distract people you know from the the real shit that's going on what we've been saying all along you know since this shit has happened this uh this this event with the CV and shit it's like we've been we keep getting distracted with shit i haven't watched i've watched like one i was watching like one of those games not the playoff game i just watched one of the bubble games I didn't even finish it. I fell asleep watching some of it. <laughs> I've watched highlights here and there, but I'm not, I haven't been interested to actually sit down and watch a game. So for them to do that, I was shocked that they did that. Um, and, and, you know, they had a vote. They had a vote yesterday. And guess what? The two teams that said they didn't want to continue the season were the Lakers and the Clippers. And allegedly, LeBron was the first one to walk out and say he didn't want to play. But, but here's the thing: they had a meeting today with the um. They had a meeting with the the, the owners, I think, in the players' association and Michael Jordan. Apparently, Michael Jordan helped to persuade them into continuing the season. So now the playoff games have been rescheduled for tomorrow on Saturday. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm like, first of all, all of y'all, because I was hoping that they canceled the season. I was like, man, I hope they fucking cancel the season. But nah, they, they decided they're going to continue to play. But just think if those two teams decided not to play. like, And people try to talk about how LeBron is so, you know, we talked about LeBron, how he, he selfish he is and shit. Seems how, how fake he seems and shit like that, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn. So he really would just forfeit his chance, chances of getting another ring just like that. Um, 
but nah, they they changed their minds apparently, and said they're going to continue with the the season. And um, I just find it really fascinating how they they talked down on uh, one of the players, Kyrie Irving. They they talked they talked down on him a couple months ago, like he was crazy when he said he wasn't going to play in the bubble because he said there was other shit that was more important. And he was talking about starting his own league, and people were saying he was crazy and he needed to shut the fuck up. But now all these players want to do this. Now these players, they want to boycott. And now everybody is coming back and saying, man, you know, we owe Kyrie an apology. That shit. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfuckers are so fake, bro. Like, all y'all are so fake, bro. Like, this shit is. I'll probably, I'll probably never watch another NBA game, bro. This shit's whack. Mm. I'm gonna be real. It's whack. All the play, the those players are whack. LeBron is whack. Um, Silver is whack. All them niggas are whack. This whole thing they're doing is whack. All the the kneeling, all that shit is whack, man. Because it's not genuine. Yeah. All that shit is whack, bro. All that shit is whack. Everything LeBron got to say is bullshit, man. All of it is. I don't even like even. It's like I don't even be look, listening out for that shit no more, you know. And I, I think that's what's that's what every that's what's going to eventually happen for everybody. These motherfuckers may just fade away because I don't even like. If they say LeBron has something to say about some some something, you know, political or something, I cut I shut it off because I know it's some it's some bullshit. Somebody done told him to say that or something. It's, it's deeper than than what I really think is really there. He ain't he ain't bent the corner like how how we how how. Some people think he's not who he really portrays himself to be, in my opinion. I mean, he there was a video like a week or two ago of him having the autobiography of Malcolm X in his hands at like a, a press conference after a game, I think. And uh, the the um, reporter asked him, what did he like about the book? And it's clear as day he hasn't read a single fucking page of the book. He just was bullshitting through his answer. Well, you know, um, you know, I really, you know, I like what Malcolm, you know, stood for, you know, you know what he was talking about. And I think it's time that I, I learned more about him, you know, and clear as day, this nigga didn't read a damn page of that fucking book. I'm like, bro, like when I seen this shit, you know, I was like, OK, OK. I was like, LeBron. I was like, really? I was like, LeBron voted to cancel the season. And he was the first player to walk out of the meeting. But then Jordan just persuaded them to come back just like that. So, like, what, was, so what was this for? What was this for? Oh, exactly. you postponed two days. That's nothing, bro. What does that do in the grand scheme of things? That does nothing. That defeats the purpose. They wanted to play on Saturday. That's all it was. They wanted to play on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, this shit, this shit is just it's 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 fucking WWE, bro. It's 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 scripted as a motherfucker. It's so scripted now. It's it's not fun to watch for me. Am I? You know, it's not fun for me to watch, man. I just I can't, man. Because if they were if they were serious about this shit, they would have fucking canceled the season. They wouldn't have backtracked. But I don't know. I I think maybe maybe the maybe the views have dropped. And they to try to just make headlines to try to build the viewership up for the weekend because I don't really know if many people I've, watching these bullshit games, dog. Well, I've seen people say that. That's one of the things I've seen people say. They said they pulled this um, this PR stunt to try to get more people to watch the games. 
because they're not one thing with these games is they're not airing them at the normal time that we usually would see games throughout the year. Yeah. They airing them they're at like early, early as fuck, like like midday and shit. When people Yeah, bro, people be like two be, o'clock. Yeah, a lot of people might still be at work and shit. It's like nobody really sitting down watching these games. So they I mean it, it, okay, so like I, I I like the fact that airing the games earlier for me, me personally, because I could if if I was into the games, I could catch it. But then, you know, where I think they fucked themselves up with this situation is the contracts. It's because I don't even know how to even catch the games, bro. Like I don't even know how to find these fucking games. I don't even know how to find them, dog. Like so, I'm sitting up here thinking, like I'm not even about to sit up here and search for these shit. This this would have been a perfect time for them to try to get in like a contract, but like YouTube or some shit. They probably got a YouTube TV contract or something, but to have it to where it was like more accessible. If they made it to where it was uh, damn near free or more accessible, they wouldn't have to go through this. But I think the whole this whole situation is for viewership. Period. Yeah. Period. If you're really passionate about the about you about your kind dying, that's you ain't gonna be persuaded a day, dog. Right. You ain't gonna that, be that shit lasted less than 24 hours. I'm like, bro, like, cause I, cause when they when they came out with that report that the Lakers and Clippers voted to not continue the season, I was like, oh shit. I was like, okay, they so they serious now. They actually serious. They not gonna because those are the Kawhi, LeBron, AD, Paul George, some of the top players in the world just say, nah, we're not gonna play no more. We done. Then the season is a fucking wrap. Who, who's gonna watch the fucking playoffs if they're not in it? You know, so but somehow fucking Michael Jordan, the magical Negro, came in and saved the day. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't. It was a fucking. It seems like it was a PR stunt. Plain as day, it was a PR stunt. Cause if they were really serious about this shit. They would have fucking canceled the season instead of just protest. I mean, instead of postpone for two days, like that does nothing. Like, what does that do? Provide awareness of the situation, okay? But if you really want to provide more of an impact. You would have fucking ended this shit. You would have count because you would have realized that this shit is bigger than sports. It's bigger than entertainment. It's bigger than all of this shit that distracts us on a daily basis. Want, and I saw they want to do a half-ass attempt to make them make make the make the people that they know they, that they can't relate with feel like they care because they know that they're in positions where they should be doing more. And it seems like they're doing half-ass attempts to make us. You know, kind of, I guess, care, but it's like, nigga, I don't give, I don't look up to any of these motherfuckers. One and two, it's like, um, the pieces of shit. I think, I think that's what it, that's what this shows to me. That shit, you're not going to change in a day. Period. Period. You're not going. It's not going to happen. And you know that they, they call Kyrie crazy, but Kyrie is actually the the alpha of of all them niggas, and he got a ring. Like so, at the end of the day, it's I like mean, he, yeah, he ain't got nothing else to prove. Shit. <laughs> I mean, the motherfucker, any, any, any claims his nationality, dog. Like, yep. I, I'm he, glad you mentioned that. He he claims his uh, his nationality as being a Native American. He, the some of the shit he posts, I'm surprised that they even allow him to post that shit. Some of the stuff he posts, but yeah. I want to get even even deeper with him. That I figured this out this year. You remember that? Um, what cover of the game that he was on? 
the two K game. He was on um. I love. Let me uh search that real quick. He flexed them niggas with the symbolism, bro. He flexed them with the symbolism. Deep. <laughs> he was on the cover of um. Two K eighteen. So you know that, oh, that, that, that tattoo. That sweet ass tattoo. That's like a damn. I, I he I looked at a video where he explained it, but that's like a that's a symbolic meaning for like his um his tribe or some his his his, his real tribe that he found roots to or his, his it's a meaning behind that. Yeah, it's a real meaning behind that. Yeah, I was like, bruh. It's on the middle of their cover, all that. So you know, I thought that was cool, but. You know they they try to demonize the the um you know the one that's really standing for something. I think. Yeah, he's like literally like the only one that I see speak up like that. And um, yeah, he's like the most outlandish. Like he's he's like the most outspoken. I mean, years ago people made fun of him. You know, talking about you know Earth is flat and shit like that. And then he he kind of re he kind of um. Came back on that. He kind of was like, nah, I don't really think that. You know, I was just saying it. But now it seems like he's full force with it. He's like, fuck it. Like, they don't they don't like me. They don't like me, you know? Because he's like, I'm not playing. Brooklyn Nets had a chance to make the playoffs. He didn't play. I mean, so that should tell you right there what he, what he stands for. And what he doesn't. And like I said before, why he wanted to leave Cleveland, I think it's deep. I think it's deep. I mean, I think he just he just don't agree with the type of shit that LeBron is on. And LeBron being the leader of the team, them being he you know, you never know what you never know what type of person these people are behind the scenes and shit, you know, in the locker room and stuff. You know, um LeBron, he posts pictures of all these different players and trying to uplift and stuff. But behind the scenes, he might be the biggest fucking asshole, you know, and full of himself. And Kyrie come in, try to say some real shit. We should focus on this. We should do this. We should do that. And they like, man, we ain't trying to hear that shit. I'm trying to win my my next ring, nigga. You know. And he tried. They wanna win it without him. Yeah, he tried to sun him in public and shit. Talking about some, yeah, that that kid is good. You know, he called him kid and shit in the press conference. You know, that kid is amazing and shit. And then the fucking reporters were like. So, do you look at LeBron as, like, a father figure? And he's like, bro, he's like, what? Like, bro, like, seven years older than him. It's like, they try to son him and shit. Like, I'm like, bro. So, he said, fuck it, I'm out. So, he did did his own thing. So, yeah. Yeah, bro, this shit, I mean, what was the point of it, man? Let me read. I'm on Yahoo right now. I just want to read some, some, I guess, inside, insider information about what happened with this. So, um, many were frustrated and emotionally drained after being caught off guard by the Bucks' refusal to take the court Wednesday for Game 5 of their first-round series against the Orlando Magic without informing anyone outside the team of their plans. Players who were scheduled to compete in the ensuing games felt an obligation to sit out because the Bucks' decision was, wasn't part of an organized plan of action, sources said. The Bucks, who are up 3-1 to one in the series, intended to force a forfeit 
and were willing to take the loss and forego the opportunity to close out the series. But the organization did not anticipate being the catalyst for temporarily shutting down the league, sources said. Um, the protest was in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man who was shot in the back multiple times on Sunday by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. As he tried to get into his vehicle, the incident was captured on film, uh, was captured on video. His three sons, ages three, five, and eight, were in the vehicle during the incident. His family's attorney said Blake remains hospitalized. A, bl- a player's meeting was arranged for 8 p.m. Wednesday to discuss the next move. Some wanted to leave the bubble to be with family. Others wanted to leave to get on the front lines and support change in the black community. And others felt there's no bigger platform than the one afforded in the bubble to get their messages across, sources said. Miami Heat forward Udonis Haslam, whose veteran stature gives him uh, cachet or cachet among his peers, was one of the more vocal voices in the meeting, sources said. Some players took issue with Bucks guard George Hill, who was a central figure in persuading the Bucks not to play who said on Monday that we shouldn't have even came to this damn place while lamenting the Blake shooting. Uh, Haslam, in a clear message to Hill, stated that it was irresponsible and selfish for an established veteran to suggest, suggest that everyone should go home because younger players haven't accumulated the wealth for such a drastic chain action, uh, sources said. LeBron James was one of the many players miffed with the Bucks' handling of the situation as well, sources said to him and so many others, it, it, it put them in a no-win situation. His frustration w- with Hill and the Bucks was because the players didn't have a plan of action that would warrant players returning to play, sources said. Uh, James's mindset, sources said, was if they're refusing to play, then what's the end game and what demands must be met to continue? Ever since the league suspended play on March 11 due to the coronavirus, James had been an advocate of resuming uh, for resuming play of proper health and safety protocols and uh, allow for it. Um, so Haslam pressed James and asked the star what he planned to do, rem- reminding him that he's the face of the league and it, it goes as he goes, sources said. James then said, we're out, and walked out with almost all of his teammates following behind, sources said, with Dwight Howard, being the only Laker who remained. The Clippers walked out as well, joining the Lakers as the only two of the 13 teams still in the bubble to vote against completing the rest of the playoffs. Um, and then there's this thing with Patrick Beverly where he, he kind of like, he checked one of the um, the personnel because uh, the the personnel, she was Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the Players' Union, she said she kindly re- reiterated that these were potential losses the players would suffer. And Beverly responded, no, I pay your salary. Um, mm. This caused an uproar with Paul, Chris Paul, that is, Haslam and others, who intervened and told Beverly that disrespect would not be tolerated. Um, but what is it? What? Yeah, he, he said that he pays her salary, I mean, which is true. But they, yeah, they, I mean, what do you mean disrespect? <laughs> Chris Paul is the players. Um, he's like the, I think he's, oh, the, he's the president of the, the pl- president. Yeah, he's the play- president of like the players' association. 
or something like yeah. that. So he was saying yeah, okay. that you know disrespect won't be tolerated or whatever. Um, so he basically he's basically in the certified coon position, basically. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, you know, he's uh, he get an extra bonus to do, to you know do with the the commission to, to be to be the mediator between the commissioner and the players. Right, right. So let me see if I can get to the point where they had another meeting and Jordan came into play because I want to see how they said Jordan was the savior and all this bullshit. Um, I just don't get how, how how this happens. How all this happens in the span of thirty six hours? It was planned out, man. It had to be planned. Yeah, right? that's, it, had, it had to be. It had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Ain't no way it's this cohesive and this smooth within thirty six hours of a whole organization, G. For real. So okay, so this is on ESPN. Um, Jordan, owner owner of the. Charlotte Hornets and the only black majority owner in the league uh, reached out to Chris Paul um, in advance of the owners meeting to get a better understanding of what the players hope to achieve going forward. Jordan also spoke with Russell Westbrook about issues of social justice that initially left some stars advocating for the cancellation of the season. Uh, The owners held a virtual meeting Thursday morning and two participants confirmed that Jordan, who serves as the NBA Labor Relations Committee chairman, was a voice of reason, urging the other players to allow the players to express their frustrations and concerns before offering any of their own solutions. Right now, listening is better than talking, Jordan told the group, according to sources. Michael is the perfect person to be in this role. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, League sources said the owners were unanimous in their support of the players and spent much of their meeting discussing ways in which they can they could amplify the players' voices. Uh, Jordan favored continuing the season, believing that the games were still the best and most visible platform for social change. Uh, the owners will meet again later Thursday. Yeah, they met again. Um so, yeah, uh, it doesn't really go into details like that. But, you know, it just says that Jordan told them pretty much, I guess, told the other owners that they should really focus on listening to what the players had to say. And he, he believes that that platform is the biggest, is the, their best option right now to voice their opinions. So... So yeah, uh, tomorrow, yeah, I, tomorrow I mean, the games I, Yeah, tomorrow the games continue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, once again, it's just a game. You know, it's just a game. So I respect Kyrie. Um, it's just a fucking game. I played sports damn my whole life, and I, I can just not watch that shit like it ain't nothing. Like it's just a game, man. I don't understand how niggas get so caught up in this shit. G. Yeah, for real. Like I got coworkers. They are like in like man. They thought that, that if the season got canceled, they thought this shit was end of the world. Man, fuck off! I don't even give a fuck about none of this shit, man. Because niggas is fake. That's how I'm tired. Then, of them I don't know if you. Honest. I don't know if you caught it, but let me go back to this one point again with LeBron, man. Again, it's it all goes back to LeBron because you know Udonis Haslam said you know you're the face of the league. So what are you going to do? And LeBron was like, "We're out," and then his team followed right after that. Except for Dwight. Dwight Howard didn't leave with them. But um 
this is one this one part is really important, I think. LeBron, his frustration was with George Hill. George Hill was the person that initiated all of this. And he plays for the Bucks. His frustration was with George Hill and the Bucks because the players didn't have a plan of action that would warrant players returning to play. So LeBron, <laughs> LeBron was frustrated that the Bucks didn't have a plan of action that would warrant players returning to play. So LeBron, wow. at the end of the day, LeBron didn't give a fuck about protesting. He wanted to play. And he didn't understand why they, what was the reason they couldn't play. It, he didn't, he didn't understand why they didn't have a plan of action that would warrant them to go back to playing. So he's pretty much like, yeah, 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 y'all can go protest, but when can we get back to this so I can get my fourth ring? Yep. So in the meantime, he pulls that shit like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it, we not playing. Yeah, we out. Even knowing damn well that that wasn't going to do anything because they had that wasn't even the actual vote, like that was just a talk between the players, and the real meeting was between the owners that happened yesterday. This meeting with LeBron and the players was Wednesday night, so it was all for it was all for fucking um, entertainment, man. Basically, to get to get the. Um... To get them in the uh, media, basically, I think. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, we're out. For how long, LeBron? Just for a couple hours. Come on, bro. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, we're out. And then they somebody had posted a, a screenshot of LeBron playing Madden 21 that night or some shit. I was, <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> I was like, he nigga's a goddamn Android, bro. He's, he's straight up motherfucking Android, <laughs> downloading the software that they want him to download or whatever. Right, and and then he tweeted, you know, that night he tweeted, he's like, "Fuck this, man. We demand change. Sick of it." But it don't seem like he was demanding much change at all in that meeting. He just wanted to know when they had a plan to go back to plan. Right. So he wow. he's full of himself at the end of the day, man. He, he's he's uh he's a uh, he's an actor, but um a good one. Yeah, man. I think we we got some other stuff. We uh we definitely we can we can talk about um that the that well there was two hurricanes that hit the Gulf Coast. Um, Hurricane Marco. Hurricane Marco was the first one that hit the Gulf Coast. Um, I think it was like a category. It got up to like a category two, I think. Or if I'm not mistaken. And that that hit, was it Monday? I'm trying to find it on the, um, looking at various articles. Trying to find it. But yeah. Hurricane Marco hit first, but then Hurricane Laura came in right behind it. And Laura was much worse. Laura went up to Category 4. Um, over 150 mile per hour wind. Gust at the highest, I think, at its peak. And um, over 200,000 people without power. There was North Carolina firefighters that went 
down to Louisiana to help rescue people, but they came back earlier than expected. So this was from an article I seen earlier today that they came back earlier than expected. Um, a barber, I went and got my hair cut, um, cut earlier today. And one of the barbers, he was talking about how a couple of years ago or maybe last year that in Georgia, the hurricane originated like around Georgia. Do you remember that? Like the hurricane kind of, it kind of formed around the area of Georgia. Or the the south, because usually I don't really remember too much. Because usually hurricanes come from um, off the coast of Africa. They, yeah, they form yeah. off the coast of Africa usually. But he was saying that it formed. He was saying that it was forming close to Georgia, or it hit Georgia, and it was weird because you don't never you usually don't see hurricanes hit that that area like that. Um, we just talking about it, and I was like, I was saying, man, like back to back hurricanes, man. I was like, when the last time you remember something like that happening? Yeah, at this time, too. I mean, it's clear as day. It was they manipulated the weather. I mean, what's going on? I mean, come on, man. It's like they wanted to give us something to talk about. Yeah. And experience, of course, you know, sport, of course, I'm not going to act like it ain't happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it came, it came at the perfect time. Yeah. Weird, so. So, yeah, I just. All that seemed weird to me. All that seemed weird with the hurricane thing. But I hope everybody stays, uh, stays safe through that and through the rest of the hurricane season. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's ain't no joke. Yep, yep. Um, and you know the wildfires continue in California, um, but apparently their firefighters are starting to get a better hold of it of the fire wildfires right now. And we're talk we talked about it before. Um, well, I see reports fire is seventy acres. That's crazy, seventy acres, but. The work, there's a lot of people over there, you know, working on that. We talked about it before, like, man, this all of this shit cannot be natural. There has to be some people starting this shit. You know? pg and PG, Pacific Gas and Electric. Do your research on them. That's like the Duke Energy of the West Coast. They're corrupt as hell. Yeah. I come on, on another level. And it's yeah, it's 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 nuts, man. Just the amount of stuff, um, just the amount of stuff happening. I was gonna say something else. Oh, now this this is like really major right here too. That happened again today. There's a lot of stuff that happened today. Georgia. Speaking of Georgia, yeah, this is uh this is big news right here. So in Georgia today, nearly 40 missing children were rescued in a Georgia sex trafficking bust. U.S. Marshals came uh, for two weeks. This is according to a WSB-TV Atlanta um, website. For two weeks, U.S. Marshals 
fugitive hunters and other agencies scoured North and Middle Georgia looking for missing and exploited children. In all, 26 endangered children were recovered and another 13 missing children were found. U.S. Marshals Service Director Donald Washington said that authorities feared the children were all already or potential victims of sex trafficking. These missing children were considered to be some of the most at-risk and challenging uh, recovery cases in the area based on indications of high-risk factors such as victimization of child sex trafficking, child exploitation, sexual abuse, physical abuse, and medical or mental health conditions. Authorities said other children were located at the request of law enforcement to ensure their well-being. The operation spanned across 20 Georgia counties. Sources said children were found in Gwinnett, Fulton, Clayton, and Forsyth counties, among other places. Nine suspects were arrested. So, yeah, man. Over close to 40 children were found in a, a, a sex trafficking ring in Georgia. Just imagine how many other rings are happening right now across the country. It's insane, man. I hope everything started to come to light. I hope that's that's what this is a sign of. Cause you know it's a million people that go missing each year. And it's 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 players on every level, from the top to the bottom. From you know, CEOs to your next door neighbor. It's that it runs that deep. If it, if it if it plays out or if it's if it's how they say it is. We do know people go missing each year though, period. So hopefully this is the beginning of the end of all of that. Or, you know, at least some more confirmation on to what's really going on behind the scene. Yeah, man. And it's like the blatant push for the sexualization of children. It, it continues. I don't know if you saw it, but like last week, there was a, there was like this, um, this movie that was supposed to be coming on Netflix called cuties and just to give you a synopsis of this this bullshit cuties let me see if i can find the um the one image because there was some there was some bullshit cuties cuties where where is that Where is that synopsis? Because it was all over Twitter. And of course, Netflix apologized for it. But the the gist of it is it's a it's an 11 year old black girl who starts to rebel against her conservative family's traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free spirited dance crew. So she's starting to rebel at the age of 11 years old. And here's the here it is right here. Here's the, the official synopsis. September 9th is when it was supposed to come out. But of course, Netflix ain't, you know, people were about to cancel Netflix for real. And they, they apologize or whatever. Amy is her name. 11 years old, becomes fascinated with the twerking dance crew, hoping to join them. She starts to explore her femininity, defying her family's traditions. So they really were about to put a, an 11-year-old 
exploring her, pretty much her, her sexuality at 11 years old, they were going to put that movie out on Netflix. With a twerking dance crew. Yeah, a twerking dance crew. That's insane, dog. Yeah, people went crazy over this. And um, Netflix eventually, you know, they apologize. Or, you know, they, they do that standard bullshit statement that they put out. And they took it down. But yeah, bro, they, the, they, the sexualization of children is insane right now. And for having a, a, a fucking major streaming service like Netflix to promote some bullshit like this is out of, is, um, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous to see this shit. It continues, man. You, it continues with these cartoons, um, the clothing, even on these fucking, uh, these, these baby, Barbie dolls and shit. The little slutty like clothing that they put on the fucking dolls and shit. It's all there. It's all symbolic, man. And they, they continue to force this shit into into the mainstream. Um so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, man. I just wanted to throw that out there because it it was something I thought needed to be needed to have more light shined on it. Cause we can't can we can't keep ignoring stuff like this or else they'll keep doing it. They'll keep putting this shit out here thinking this shit is all right. While we're having these innocent children go missing every year and they continue to be exploited and taken advantage of and you know and it's like what what are we gonna do about it at the end of the day? Are we just gonna accept this? Or are we gonna fucking use our, our voices and to, to make something make a difference, you know? So. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in there. Um, okay, so another thing we can talk about, back to CV again. I'm so, I'm tired of talking about this shit. Um, but Trump announced today a $750 million COVID-19 testing deal. And I wanted to find a, yeah, let me find an article about this. This is on biospace.com. So one day after Abbott, Abbott secured emergency use authorization for his $5 million, five corona, $5 coronavirus test, the White House awarded the company a $750 million contract to deliver $150 million um, COVID, SARS, COVID-2 diagnostic tests to expand testing across the country. The test, which delivers results in about 15 minutes without the necessary encumbrance of a laboratory, could be deployed to schools across the nation and assist with assessing potential outbreaks of the novel coronavirus and other special needs populations uh the government said in this announcement rapid rapid uh point of contact no rapid point of care testing will help to enable opening of and also to lower the risk of COVID-19 spread the government added the Binax now system which is about the size of a credit card uses a nasal swab and associated Media placed on a strip that can detect COVID-19 and other viruses. 
The test can easily be performed in the doctor's office. So, uh, yeah, they got a, they got they got these new tests that are coming out with the results uh, supposed to come back in 15 minutes. Uh, $750 million put into this. And according to them, well, based on clinical data, the device is uh, 97.1% accurate and spec- uh, specificity of 98.5% uh, in patients suspected of COVID-19 within their first seven days of symptom onset. And it's supposed to cost like $5 a test. So yeah, they're uh, refining the way of uh, testing and making it more uh, rapid. You know, that's one of the buzzwords, rapid. So uh, what what's your thoughts on that? Um... They said they're going to start to deploy them out into schools also. It's all, it's all a, uh, we have to see how it, how it goes, but they can be dangerous if we just wait, sit back to see how it, how it goes. Cause I'm, I'm from the understanding that I'm, I'm really skeptical about the testing all throughout this whole situation. I feel like some of the tests were contaminated. Some of the tests were false positive and false negative. Um, and just very inaccurate, which was very dangerous. My concern with having this level of testing and making it cheap is if we haven't addressed the issue of, you know, the actual validity and the accuracy of these tests, maybe it's so cheap because they want to reinfect and fuck up more people. That's one way I'm looking at it. The way I really want to look at it is this is just showing that, um, you know, Trump is trying to make medical, just trying to make medical um, medicine more affordable and uh, through, through, uh, through different, or just trying to change the way we do testing, like you said, and making making things more affordable. Yeah. Um, while these tests are actually more uh, are accurate. I hope that these, that they finally figured it out. I'm still not getting tested regardless. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I mean, because I was in the hospital where I've seen where we've tested differently. And I've seen, man, like, we would test paid, like, I mean, false positives. False, I'm not talking about this for once. And that's why I was, like, really so passionate about the testing thing. I still won't get tested because, you know, I don't know, you know, exactly what it is. What I was in, what I was kind of coming up with was, I feel like it was a mix of, you know, false positive of, of some of the tests showing false positives and false negatives and possibly some of them being contaminated. Um, so. I'm still, you know, skeptical on on getting tested just in general, you know. Um, some might not agree with that, but I don't I, I feel like I'm justified because nobody's come out to show us with any of these te- of this testing that you know that it's actually really working, you know. So they're just coming out talking about deals and new new methods and talking about how fast. I don't give a damn how fucking rapid the test is. If it can't really tell me what I'm re- what's really going on, it doesn't matter. It can come back in, in a second. But if it's not if fifty percent of the test, uh, or if, if it's if it, if it's fifty percent, you know, accurate, 
that's not safe for the public. So that's what I'm trying to hear ultimately when it comes to the testing, you know, the price is down, whatever. It really it should be free, really thinking about it. Really thinking about it, it should be free. Really thinking about it, it should be free. But I guess that's the optional aspect of what we what we may have going forward. You know, I think a lot of stuff is going to be optional, including vaccines and including these therapies. Um, I think a lot of stuff is going to be optional moving forward. So it could be that. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I think it's, it's just different. I, I, we are in a, I mean, in a pivot point. I mean, but the, for them to uh, to want to put it out into schools and stuff, I understand that. But at the same time, these schools shouldn't even be open right now. Like, yeah. I know, I don't know about you, but I, I keep seeing different reports of how all of these cases are happening at, like, colleges and shit. And it's like, what do you expect with all of these people yeah coming back to one location and some of them aren't going to wear masks. Some of them are, they're going to have parties. Yeah. You're not going to be able to control that. There's still people are going to have social gatherings where they're not wearing masks. Like you're not going to be able to control it. So of course the numbers are going to continue to spike and you're going to have to send kids back home. So you're going to have to do the remote learning. And it's like, I mean, it's like where where did we go wrong with this? Where did we go wrong with the treatment of this um, of this virus? You know, because um, it's like schools again, man. It's like I think stuffs open back up. Certain things open back up too early, and we're paying the price for it right now. You know, I don't know where the cases are in terms of overall the amount of cases that are happening, but I just feel like we're stagnant right now. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like shit is going away or nothing like that. It just seems like we're just continuing to have to get more, more, they're just continuing to put, you know, have more tests done and stuff. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it seems bleak to me right now. Well, well, well here, here's how I'm looking at it. Well, I think we fucked up is what, and I, I, I hope people can kind of see what I'm, where, what I'm saying, what I'm about to say. Well, I think we fucked up is when we, when we close shit back down. Looking back, and the reason why I say that is, I feel like if we would have kept, if we would have kept it back, kept shit open. By this point in August, going into September, by this point. We would I, I, at this point, at this point in September, we would we would be literally it would be it would literally be flat. It'd be flat. Most of the cases that you would be getting would be extremely mild cases. Like it would be flat. We would already have went through. It would it would have been through possibly uh, flattening of the second wave, and, and we would wouldn't it wouldn't be so so difficult for us to make the decision on opening this shit back up. But I think the, the mistake that we made was opening shit back up and then closing it back down. Now it's, you, it, now it's, it's, uh, it's going to be impossible for us to, to be able to um, collectively come to an agreement on opening shit back up. Like it's, it's going to be impossible. That's how I look at that. I'm not even looking at it as because of the cases, because, I still feel like, and when I left the hospital, we had one patient 
we've had one patient that had CV. We've had three actually for the last three weeks. So, you know, it's been kind of calm the last month, I will say, which I don't, it is what it is. I'm glad it's been calm at least. Um, so that's, that's why I'm still looking at it with the, with what I'm seeing in the hospital once again. And I'm looking at where are they, where are they getting these cases from? You know, like they're still saying the cases are going up. And once again, I said before, they're not really talking about deaths much. And we already know from earlier this year, they already told you that they're fudging the numbers when it comes to the deaths. So, you know, with it in the hospital setting, with it kind of, you know, being, being, um, it's still not being, it's not as, it's not as bad as it, as it's been, you know, yet the media is saying that we, we got an increase in cases and whatever, whatever. I still feel like, you know, the mistake, I think the mistake, the biggest mistake that I, well, I'm not gonna say the biggest, but I think a mistake that we made was when we closed it back down. Um, because I feel like at this point, if we would have fought through that, cause we're going to have to, I think people are starting to see, no matter what, we're going to have to fight through the storm of people of it being another like of uptick in cases, uh, of people of cases, you know, people getting of getting this, uh, of of getting you know what getting sick yeah. basically. Um, but what I was what I'm trying to get people to understand is the difference is it's not going to be deaths, it's not going to be people getting this shit and dying. That's the sacrifice that that we're going to have to take when we eventually open it back up. And the longer we close, we keep it closed down, the longer we keep it closed down, the worse it's going to be when we open it back up, period. But here's the here's the dilemma we're in now. With us closing it down at the time we close it down, no way in hell am I going to agree with us opening the shit back up because like, like schools. Now, see what they did. I mean, this shit was, 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 was clever, dude. Like, now you really... I, I feel like at this point, you have to agree on having the schools closed down, dog. Like, because, because of, of um, at least with children, we still don't really know. Yeah. That's, we don't really know if they're dying. Like, you know, like we, so I feel like at the very least, if we would have had it opened up, everything opened up, we would have had it, uh, the wave of, of the big, big second spike of, of you know, the the really daily strain really 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 would have passed up really quick I think I think at this point would it would have been flattened it would have been easier decisions on if we need to have people in dorms it would have been easier to make these decisions but I think these decisions are going to get harder and harder I think rightfully so the close the, the colder it gets the longer we wait um it's going to just get harder and harder I feel like at this point you can't open schools back up um. But I'm not. I don't think it's just because of the situation at hand. I think it's just because of the incompetence and the inconsistency that I've been preaching about this whole time. I feel like the inconsistency is caught up with us, and now we're fucked. We really are. We're fucked. You know, and you know, we're fucked. We really are. We really are, man. Um. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, like I said, I'm a, last thing I'm going to say, I think the mistake that we made was not like I think we shouldn't have closed it all the way back down. I I, I still feel like we should have had we should have kept pushing through it because I felt like at this point it would have been it would have been not as bad per se. We would probably be just not kind of getting over it, but I don't think that's what they want. I think if you if you look at it, it aligns perfectly. Now they have something more to talk about. Look at all these college students getting this coronavirus but if, if you really think about it how are you going to blame the college students 
Yeah. How are you going to blame the college students? Really think about it. How are you going to blame the college students? And look how they fucked the college students. They knew that there was going to be more cases regardless. Yeah. They knew it was going to be more cases regardless. No matter what, they allowed them to move in. And within a fucking week, they canceled the shit. So they basically stole their money, dog. They stole these people's money, man. That's what I'm upset about. I'm not upset about these cases. I'm upset about the decisions that these the, the school administrators made, especially these colleges, where they allow people to pay tuition, pay moving. And you know how much of a headache it is to move into a fucking dorm, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. You know how much of a fucking headache that is. It's like one or two doors for hundreds of people in and out with motherfucking furniture and shit. They allowed them to do that shit, go through that shit. You got families with that probably parent, both parents work that to take time off, plan for the move-in day, shit like that. Just to drop their kids off on, on, on Saturday, to have to come pick them up the next Saturday? That's crazy. When you know these motherfuckers are going to, and your justification is that they're getting, they're getting, they're, it's more cases? Oh, bruh. Are you, oh, man. Now, if I was a parent right now, I mean, I would be mad as hell. I would be ready to sue a motherfucker. Um, so they fucked them, basically. And But I think it's bullshit because you know they're going to... Regardless, it's going to be people that's going to get this shit. Yeah. Anytime when we open this shit back up, people are going to get this shit. But I'm saying the longer we wait, um, the worse it's going to be when we open it back up, which is going to make it harder for us to open shit back up. Um, but, you know, at this point, bro, it's going to... Shit. Man, I think this second wave is just gonna be it's gonna be some fuck shit off of just just how how we allow these these dumbasses to really move and how we've we've listened to them, you know, as a collective, we've listened to this shit. And you know, the awakening I think that's gonna happen out of this is that we're gonna start to realize that we gotta we can only trust ourselves, you know, the common man. Right. It's gonna make us come together. Um I also wanted to note that um, according to this, there's this ABC News article, Nevada, a Nevada lab confirmed the first co- uh, the first coronavirus reinfection in the U.S. Twenty uh, five year old in Nevada tested positive. Um, well, tested positive twice. Uh, now, less according to, in the article is saying now less than a week later, researchers in the United States are reporting their first documented case of a patient who got COVID, recovered, and then got it again. But on the bright side, scientists say that reinfection is um, extremely rare. It's possible, but it's extremely rare. This is the first documented reinfection among nearly 6 million COVID-19 cases to date. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, reinfection is possible, but it's not likely. Um, I want to say moving on to another topic. And this, this is something... It's, uh, it's in the entertainment realm or whatever, but... It's just for, well, I, I wouldn't even say really for fun, but yeah. So we talked about him before, I think last week or whatever, and, you know, he's been going around and shit, just doing dumb shit. 
But uh, six nine man, six nine was out in Chicago. You know, he was on O Block. He was on O Block again. You know, we talked about before how he his shenanigans. You know how he he keeps doing them, getting all these views and getting streams behind it. You know, from trolling people. Well, this time he might have took it too far because he went to Chicago and on his Instagram, there's literally a video of him where he says he's paying respects to one of Chicago's most popular rappers, Dead Friend. Uh, the, <clears throat> the Chicago rapper I'm talking about that's popular is Little Dirt. His friend Nooski was killed a couple years back. So 6ix9ine in the video literally goes to where he was killed at, like on the sidewalk in o, on the O Block, and gets down on his knees and drops some flowers and starts to pretend like he's praying. And in the background, you hear Little Dirk's song, which is called This Ain't What You Want. And um, yeah, he's up there, you know, praying, saying he's praying for, you know, he's, he's showing love or whatever. Um, let me, let me see. Let's see if I can find the caption. Ah, he got, okay. I thought he took it down for a second. I thought he scared, he got scared and took it down. But nah, um, hold up. Let me see if I can get this pulled up right quick. But yeah, his new album, for anybody that might want to listen, is called Tattletales. And it drops September 4th. So there you go. This is all a part of his, his you know, this is the modern day marketing plan, you know, album rollout. So yeah, he said, came to O'Block, came to pay my respect to little dirt cousin Nooski, who was killed by gun violence. We need to change as a community, and then he said, pre-order the album, link in my bio. And, uh, yeah, they weren't having it. They they pretty much put threats on them, saying, you know, they, they catch them slipping, it's a wrap. But here's the thing, though. 6 9 is, um... You still there? Yeah. Yeah, 6 9 is, he went to Chicago... Surrounded by all of these security police, you know, of course, he, he's he's rolling like the president. <laughs> and the guy, there's a video of the guy, like, somewhere telling him to come to O'Block earlier before he did it. He, like, come out there, you know. And he's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to be out there. You know, the dude was trying to, you know, trying to act like he was going to pull, you know, try to pull some shit on him. But this dude is rolling deep. Probably rolling with fucking FBI and shit, low key. 50 niggas deep, straight hit man, assassin. Pull, pulling all of these these fucking trolling, trying to piss these rappers off and shit, trying to get them pissed off, you know, try, you know, saying he's paying respects to his dead homie, like getting on the ground, pr- pretending like he's praying and shit for him and stuff. And it's just nonsense, man. It's just nonsense. And they, they're getting it heated. They're getting angry, you know, because he's making jokes about uh, one of them, Little Reese, you know, who's supposed to be nicknamed the Chirac Grim Reaper. You know, that's what uh, academics nickname him. Because, you know, it turns out a lot of times people beef with him, they end up dying. 
not soon uh soon after he usually just sends like a simple response on social media like a lol or some shit then not soon after they end up dead you know um this time around look six nine was making fun of him because he he was making fun of him because they were talking about how they don't you know fuck with rats and shit and six nine put up a video of little Reese who was being jumped by some dudes like in I think when he was in Florida, and little Reese has a uh, Crohn's disease. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's well, it's a it's a it, yeah it's a it's a fucking it's a disease that affects your um your your te- your intestines, your digestive system. So it makes you go to the bathroom a lot. It makes you you shit on yourself. So these dudes jumped him and he shit on himself. He posted the video, making fun of him, and he reenacted the video. Actually, there's a video on Six Nine's Instagram where he pretend like he's got shit. He's wearing like a diaper. He's got sh- some shit on his diaper. He's getting kicked on the ground and shit. And um, obviously Lil Reese didn't like this because Lil Reese was sending shots at him on Twitter. At his girlfriend saying, you know, she got a fake ass and all this other bullshit. And it's just, it's just ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Um, and, you know, 6ix9ine is not stupid. He's rolling with fucking FBI damn near. Like 50 dudes, it seemed like. Ex-football players. That's FBI, bro. Let's be real, man. They're hot. They're, they're, they're... Most popular nigga in the game is the fucking police, bro. And it's like, what are they going to do at the end of the day? This dude is a fucking troll. His album is called Tattletales. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just an interesting situation because it's like you reap what you sow. And I feel like one of these days, it doesn't matter how many people 6 9 has around him, somebody's going to take that shot at him. And I'm not talking about a lyric. His album about to be hot to watch. I mean, I'm not saying hot like I'm gonna listen to. I'm just saying it's gonna go do numbers. Yeah, but but yeah, what what what's your thoughts on this with this trolling and you know trying to pay respects to his one dead the dude's dead homie and shit. He don't give a fuck about his dead homie. He don't give a fuck about that. It was just for clout, you know. Um, it's all it's almost as bad as that. You remember that video? You showed me of that dude. What was he? He was peeing on his his uh his op's grave or some shit. And he uh, then they end up killing him soon after. Yup, the music video. Yup, yeah. Was peeing on the dude's grave. I think it was some dudes in D.C. I forgot the damn thing, bro. That was a minute ago. Yeah, peeing on the dude made a music video. Went to the dude's real grave. His brother's real grave. It was his brother, his best friend's real grave on the music video. Made the music part of his music video on that nigga's grave. Uh, I mean, on the on, yeah, on a, on his grave. I think he poured liquor on it, on the on the stone, and just desecrated his his grave, dog. Like pissed on it, all that. That's it. They murked. Yeah, he was killed soon. Not soon after. Well, soon after he was killed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that. In a couple of days. I think within a week, murked him. Gone. That shit was the most disrespectful video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that that like, was, that was some other shit. Yeah, 
that's a death wish. That ain't no then that what that ain't no conspiracy type. That's some that's some you're you're wishing death. Like I think that would make the average Joe want to kill you, dog. Like Yeah. You don't do no shit like that. I wanna I wanna you know find out the source on that and I'll have it the next podcast. All right, I'm gonna write that down. So, All right. So you know they can go look oh. it up. And I almost forgot we got to continue something from last episode before we, uh, I guess, wrap this one up. But um, so yeah, man. So do you think all of this shit that Takashi is doing? Do you think it's going to catch up to him eventually? No. Um, this is just a new. This is just where rap is. Where the game is at. No, it ain't going to catch up with him. The the game at some point. The game became. Um, it became a um, like the NBA. It's just entertainment. Yeah, um, it's entertainment. It's scripting. It's script, scripted and shit. To, in some way, probably not as scripted as. No, nah, it's scripted. I'm starting to look at it as all. I think all this shit's connected, man. After you know, do a little bit more research on on Chad with Bozeman, you know. But you know, it's just all. It just seems weird. All the shit seems weird, but it seems connected too, you know. Um. I think they're playing characters and they're getting paid off rip just because of the characters that they're portraying and off of how well they're playing those characters. And I think six nine is just playing the, the, a, a certain character. And I think he's playing that character damn good. And the better he plays that character, the more he's just going to get paid and the more popularity he's going to get. Cause it's all the media and all the propaganda is controlled and it's connected. So I think he's playing it like, you know, like I said before, he's playing the character. He's playing, he's just, his character just changed. He probably even had to do that shit for humiliation and has to jump forward with this new character of being a rat type shit. Yeah. No, I I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, he's owning it. He's owning it for sure. Yeah, I think it was set up for this, for this board to be like this. So he, um, He's going because he's going to be promoted. I mean, that's the thing. Like with this technology, man. Like you can be ass, but we can see. Like if you if you control ads, if you control promotion, it just forces people to just listen to that shit and to have to hear your voice and the shit. And I think that alone is going to allow him to remain for a little bit of time. I'm not saying forever. Yeah, because I mean the shelf life of these these new age rappers. It's like they're gone within like six months. You know, they might yeah. they might have a popping song here and there because of like a social media app, like a TikTok or some shit. But then by the Christmas time, we don't even know what happened to them. They're gone. Another rapper will come out. That's how it is now. You know, there's not no there's no longevity with these uh, new rappers for the most part. And it's like a lot of them don't care about the art anyway. They just want the money. So, I, I think they'll. I, I I think they'll probably take them off the shelf slowly. Then within the next like three to five years, I don't think he's gonna be like one of those. Like I think he's gonna be a legend. And I'm not saying a legend like in a good way, but he's gonna be like one of those personalities that's gonna pop up. But musically, I think they're gonna probably take him off the shelf within the next three to five years, unless he you know fully transi- transitions. Until you know, doing a reggaeton or like pop or something like that. Yeah, they'll probably take him off the shelf. But he's gonna always be a personality. One, he's gonna always be a personality. That's one thing. But musically, 
You know, I think they're gonna probably slowly take him off the shelf with the, with the, with this type of shit. But I think he's always gonna have the gimmicks. Always gonna have the gimmicks. I think he's gonna always have that clout chasing chasing mentality. Um, and he's gonna always be like, he's just gonna be one of those characters of our generation. I think. I truly think that. Mm. I think he's gonna be one of those characters. If he if he can live, he's gonna be one of those characters of our generation. Hated or hated or love it. Yeah. Um. So, last I guess last but not least, so we talked about it last week a little bit, or the last episode rather, the WAP video, you know, with Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, and controversy and all that. Um. And in that, we were talking about Meg and the Tory incident. You know, we were giving our assumption what we thought maybe happened and transpired. Well, now it's confirmed, according to Meg, that Tori was indeed the person that shot her. She admitted it on Instagram Live last week. Um, she said that there was four people in the vehicle. She was in the front. Tori was in the back. Her friend, I think, was in the back. And Tori's security was driving the vehicle. And they got into an argument and she exited the vehicle. When she exited the vehicle, she said that Tori rolled down the window in the back seat and he shot her uh, two times in the feet. So now people are just now officially saying, you know, fuck Tory Lanes and deport Tory Lanes and all this other shit. And I'm thinking, you know, if he did that, if he really truly did that, yeah, it's fuck, it's fuck Tory Lanes. He's a he's a sucker. You know, send that goofy back to Canada. He's Canadian dry, you know. Um, he's a sucker, you know, but at the end of the day, one thing, there, there's, there's certain things that still don't make sense to me. Still don't make sense to me. One thing is, why hasn't Tory said anything? Why has he not defended himself once? It's hap- This shit happened, what, like June? Mm-hmm. It's fucking almost September and this nigga still has not said a fucking word. Now, I'm trying to understand, he's getting canceled left and right. Like, people in the industry are now saying, you know, fuck, you know, we ain't rocking with him and shit. And, but, you know, even Clifford Harris Jr., you know, Mr. Tip, T.I., yeah. Tip, Mr. Tipster, even he said that Tory, even he said that uh, uh, Tory Lane should speak up and say something. And I agree. Even if he did do it, why not? Put it. I mean, why not say something? I mean, why would you be so quiet? You know what's interesting though. Um, Tory said this is going back some months. It might have been last year actually. Tory said he was going to expose his record label last year. He put out mm. he put he put out a series of tweets, and you can whoever listens to he this. Did say that. Yeah, you remember that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's interested, go look it up. He said he was going to expose his label. He said he was going to expose the shit that they they do behind the closed doors. Um, he was going to he was going to go live on IG, I guess, and and go in. But he decided to not do it for whatever reason. He probably something happened behind the scenes. They made a deal with him, is what I'm going to assume. And this was a part of the deal. Mm-hmm. His his uh, humiliation ritual. 
So now yep. everybody is saying fuck Tory Lanez, you know, deport Tory Lanez, all this other shit. And he's quiet. Nothing. You haven't heard a word from him. And I'm thinking to myself, does that make sense to you? She gets out of the vehicle and he rolls down the window in the backseat and he shoots her. I mean... Makes no sense. They got... She's withholding information. We know he's withholding information. He hasn't said anything. So... It's just all weird, man. It's weird. Did she really even get shot? Because it's like, yeah, she showed... Okay, she showed pictures of her foot where the bullet hole... The bullets went, allegedly. And she's saying that, yeah, Tori did it. But if you look at the video, there's a video of her getting arrested. Well, not arrested, but her walking out the vehicle and the cops are outside with them. She's walking and it's like you can see like something... Looks like blood or something dripping for her foot or whatever. But the way she was acting, you would think somebody that just got shot would be, you know, like, oh, fuck, I got shot, you know, like, damn, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? None of that. Nothing from her. She was almost as quiet as a church mouse. You know, just said that I can't walk or whatever. You know, I got glass on my feet. So stuff still is not adding up, man. Stuff still is not adding up. And I wonder if Tory is ever going to speak if what he will have to say, you know, because this there's more to this than meets the eye. So. So, yeah, you know, going, going back to what you were saying about the tweets, I, re- I remember that because everybody was like it was out of nowhere. It was like absolutely nothing going on. It was like out of nowhere. And people were like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? And then he didn't. It was like he—he's not gonna go live. He—he's—he's he's just trying to—he's trying to do you know clout chase shit like that. And like nothing happened until now. Yeah, he was having like, and, he was having a great year until then. You know, with the quarantine mm-hmm. radio, people loving his music and shit. And then this happened out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. One, they straight humiliated him with the uh, six nine. With the quarantine radio, it's like six nine did like one stream and it shut that shit down. Yeah, or something like that. He did like one live and it shut Tory shit down. And then this shit happened, and you know, I I don't think she got shot. I I don't even think it. I think it's bullshit. It's it's, a, it's a, some type of ritual, some type of encoded message in it that they trying to fuck with us and shit. And we already know that Meg Thee Stallion is you know she was the the song just came out uh, why. Yeah. Where's Tory's album? Either if he if he comes out with an album, it's gonna confirm all this. And either I think he's gonna come out with an album, or this is his his way of his record label putting him on the shelf. But here's the like how they did like here, Fetty Watson. But here's the thing, though. Allegedly, he's he's been independent since his last album. Mm. Yeah. So allegedly, he's independent right now. Well, I mean, th- that could be another way of him saying he, he could be he could say he's independent, but. He could be on the shelf. You know, yeah. they, put these, they put rappers on the... They put people on the That's, shelf, it, man. It's like, like, yeah, it's like the same thing with Chance. Uh, Chance the Rapper saying he's independent. When everybody knows good and goddamn well, this dude has been working with labels for years. He even admitted to taking $500,000 from Apple Music when he released his album a couple years ago. Yeah. So it's like... You know, that, how can you, That could be that way of copping out, you know? Yeah. You know, when you're independent, you can say, oh, I can't get this cleared. And 
Right. I can't. It, it, it could be their new way of being put on the shelf. Because, you know, there's been plenty of great stars being put on the shelf early. I mean, it happened to Lauryn Hill. Like, they just put her ass on the shelf, dog. Try to say she went crazy, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You never, ooh, you never, she never got a, we never got another fucking album. That's what's, we that's never, so crazy. And she won, like, crazy. she won a bunch of awards that year, too. Like, at Grammys. Crazy. She won, she won the highest award, album of the year. Everything you seem like her career was going on uphill, and we still to this day have never heard another album from her. Yep, put them on the shelves. Like, I mean, it's like even like Remy Martin. I was seeing what somebody was saying, like, threw on the shelf early in her career. That's why you never, you, she spit bars, you never hear an album or nothing like that. Like, certain artists, you know, they may get too political or. You know, they may not have that right attitude to where they can be controlled behind the scenes. They may do something in their career to where they get thrown on the shelf. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe shit, this might be a might be their way of the that record label throwing Tory Lanez on the shelf because of what he said or what he was gonna expose, or they're trying to scare him because he was close to doing that and they ain't put him on the shelf yet. And this is just uh some promo or a humiliation ritual for his next album. There might be fire because I do like his music. Yeah, I yeah, I, I dude, I've been listening to Tory's music for years, you know, and I thought he's. I've honestly, I've said we've talked about music before on and off air, and I've said that he he literally is like Drake, a diet Drake. Like he does everything Drake does. He can damn near can sing. I mean, he can sing rap. He can do it all, just like Drake can. Similar lanes, both from Canada. I mean, it, it's there. It's the same type of music. It's just he doesn't have the same amount of recognition as Drake, you know, because Drake was first, you know. And I think he separated himself, too, at this point. I think he's, he's he separated himself from Drake. I like his music, you know. I used to feel like before I would think of Drake. But now I think, of, oh, this is Tory, especially with him, like, with the um, samples and shit. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, man. It, it, but you know what's more inter- interesting is that you know, <laughs> and this goes into more things. That that live where Megan said, you know, she confirmed Tori was the the shooter or whatever. She was talking about how she held him down and shit because she didn't tell the cops that it was him. You know, she said that it, she had got, got um got glass in her feet. And even when they took it to the police station, no, even when she was at the hospital, she wouldn't say a word. She wouldn't name him or nothing. Um, and she was talking about how as a black woman, she was trying to bring in the black woman uh, discussion, how she doesn't feel protected by black men and all this other shit. And she was trying to tie all of that into it and in the live. And I'm like, OK, so it seems like, you know, she's pushing that agenda. You know, that black men don't protect black women and shit. And, you know, uh, I, I was looking at it. I was like, man, this is something else, man. She's she's omitting certain parts of the story. Man, it's some, it's some odd shit that we live in as black men, man. Yeah. It's getting hard to live in this shit every day. I ain't gonna lie. It's like you really can't do right. And that nigga's, and that nigga's like. from Canada. Like, <laughs> he's from Canada, bro. Three. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Canada. <laughs> He's from Canada, bro. So it's like, and but you know, it's in, uh, another interesting thing is he hasn't been charged with anything. 
that's what's like that's what I'm trying like this that's why I'm it's fake. It's not real. Yeah. It doesn't exist. That's criminal. Like it don't matter if you pray if they know that he really did that shit, he's going to go to jail. With the money he got, bro, any police department would be licking their chops to want to get his riches, dog. Yeah. They'll be licking, bro. If they know he shot her, it doesn't matter if you press charges or not. That's criminal. Where who where did you get the where where's the gun? Where'd you get the gun? Do you are you a concealed bro? They would be pursuing this shit and somebody would be charged with something. Period. Especially with them being celebrities and having money. Yeah. Any, any police department would want to pursue that. That's why I'm telling them it's fucking fake, man. Yeah, because uh the last thing I heard about the charges, like I heard I saw an article that said they're they're thinking about they it was saying they they they're looking at pressing charges against him, but they haven't done it. Even with her even saying that he was the shooter, nothing has happened. So, yeah, and and, and so many people are just so quick to say, "Yeah, fuck Tory, um, get him out of here." And I, I'm like, you know, if he this with them, I'm like, you know, if he actually killed her, I mean, not killed her, if he actually shot her, then yeah. It's yeah, fucking get him out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like that was some that's some hoe shit. It's some sucker shit. But I'm not so sure anymore because the way she explained it, it just didn't. It doesn't add up. You know, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I don't. I expect her album to be coming soon. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, this seems like an album rollout for her. She just got on that song with Cardi B that went number one on the charts. This happened. I mean, the sky's the limit for her. She just had a remix with... She just had a song with Beyonce not too long ago. Oh, and by the way, she's working with Rock Nation. That's right about... Yeah, didn't she say she wanted to... Um, or, she, or she saw Rock Nation. She she basically wants to be... She wants to groom herself to be the next, like, Beyonce, basically. Oh, like... Yeah. The next... Um, next uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, like, uh, high, even higher than that type shit. I think I heard her say that. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I mean, I can see that happening, honestly, bro. Like, she's got she's already she's doing her she's making her sacrifices. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Her mom, grandma, her dad ain't here. I mean, like, she just sacrificed her dude allegedly. You know, um, his career is done. Like for the, I mean, now it looks like it's done. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. unless something comes out, unless there's, unless they flip it in a way to where he he denies it or whatever, he denies shooting her, and I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he could, I don't know how he could recover from this. Honestly, you know, I don't either. you know, they put him in a situation because it's like everybody, like I've seen, like. Well, and when I say everybody, I'm just talking about regular people that just watch, you know, fans and shit. I'm saying, like, everybody just, like, fuck him. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, get his ass out of here. I'm like, bruh, it's like, he ain't even said nothing. I mean, he's not, he hasn't said a word. And people are like, what the fuck is he going to say? Like, I mean, she's already done said he shot her and it was four people in the vehicle and her friend said it wasn't her. The security hasn't said anything for all I know. So that just leaves him. So there's no proof. Yeah, that that's I mean that see 
And here's the thing with the, yeah, people are questioning it, saying the proof, and they like, what the fuck do you want her to do else to do? They like, you know, she's already sold her foot. She sold the foot where the bullets went through, and now she named him. I'm like, but she still, I mean, the story still doesn't line up, though. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense why he would just shoot her like that. And people are trying to say he could have been blackout drunk and he didn't remember. They saying that might be something he might try to he might try to pull that and say he was black out and don't remember doing it. It's just looking too weird for me to even pay attention to. Is what I that's what I, that's what I do. I'll be like, man, that shit. Is if it's not simple, I mean, not everything in life is simple. But if it's if it's if it's not connecting, like that shit, just does, don't even make sense. It's because these niggas are, are playing with us, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Niggas are that, playing with us. Bro, it's got, they got all kinds of secret codes and this shit. <laughs> right. with everybody. Like that video. Did you ever see the video I told you about him? Like he was, it looked like he was tweaking in public. Oh like, no, I ain't, I ain't seen. Uh, did you tag me in it? Nah, yeah, I can I can tag you in it because uh, yeah, it's like the video. It looked like he was like tweaking at like a McDonald's or some shit. Like talking to, it looked like he was trying to talk to a dog or some shit. It's only it's only like ten seconds long. I gotta see that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he starts jumping up and down and shit. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm like, this nigga's yeah. smoking. He on that flocker, bro. Like, for real. Like, I don't know. That's He's on crazy. some ba- them bath salts. But then again, yeah. I'm like, bro, this dude probably cooling in his penthouse right now, smoking blunts and shit. He probably talking to her on FaceTime. Like, we, we trolled his entire fucking world. Like, they probably yeah. got this shit planned out. Like, yeah. They really thought you did that shit. And then, you know, that's that was catch up. We my makeup artist made the bullets whole look real and shit. Like, come on, man. Niggas you know, are the, actors. The, fucking, the cops were probably actors. Like, come bro, like, I mean, this is how shit is though. This is you you niggas didn't think 9-11 was planned. You don't think shit like this could be planned on a such a smaller, more insignificant level? It can be way more intricate. You know? Especially if everybody getting paid off. Yeah. It's enough money to go around where you can pay everybody. I think I'll show I'll be the fuck quiet for 50K. The fuck? 100K? In my hand? Or in my account? Yeah, because... Yeah, because, I mean, he literally... He still has not said nothing. And it's been, like, three months, almost. But the thing is, is, like... Um... It's like it's like at this point it's like what can he it's like what can he say to like dispute this? Yeah, it's been it's been he's waited so long. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll send you that video because I'm I mean I'm looking for it right now. But uh, if with that being said, I don't have anything else that I had on the um, I guess on the docket to talk about. Was there anything else that you want to talk about? Be on the lookout for that blockchain voting. It's looking like we about to have a uh, United States Postal Service uh, revigoration. But I've been uh, I've been thinking about that, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we had a big pivot when it comes to that. Yeah. When it comes to the uh, technology that's about to be unveiled, um, we got to really continue to read through the lines and try to stay one step ahead. Because I think what's going on now, when we look back, it's bigger than 9-11 when it, when it comes to how the world is going to change afterwards. 
It's bigger than what we can imagine. It's shit is gonna it ain't nothing gonna be the same no more after this. You really can't explain it. You just gotta keep yourself uh knowledgeable and do your own research and be smart. Um so yeah, just be on the lookout. Stay step ahead, do your knowledge, stay grounded, uh stay vigilant. That's all I have to say. All right, yeah, I'm uh <laughs> I'm I'm tagging you in that video right now. I found it. But um yeah, man, on that note, bro, like, oh, yeah, and um, <laughs> I guess in closing for me is, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money out here. You know, you don't have to take the traditional route. You know, some people are taking full advantage of things like OnlyFans and shit, making a bunch of money. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't no knocking they hustle. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing, these, bag, I mean, I'm seeing these girls. I'm seeing girls talk about sucking off half of basketball teams, making like a hundred thousand in a week and shit. I'm like, bro, like, I can't even hate on her. I'm like, that bitch is a boss. Like, low key. Like, I can't, I mean, like, you, I mean, you make a hundred K off this shit in like a week. Okay. Yeah. You, you sucked off half a fucking team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sucked off half. <laughs> Don't have a team, you know. You know, what I'm saying you, you you had to do what you had to do, but you here now. You here now. <laughs> yeah, she got that cash in her hair, four hundred k in the bank after a month. Your family's not going to ever speak to you again, but you know you good. You know, what I'm saying hey, you, you got your bag. You know, you better know how to do some taxes though. Make sure you know how to do some taxes. Don't be crying when Uncle Sam come back and want to get that ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> IRS is already the IRS is always watching, like dead ass. Like y'all people, y'all be posting these money phone pictures and posting what you got and shit. They looking at all that shit just to let you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They really, they really are, really are, man. Don't don't disclose your riches and always try to stay a step ahead of the government. Uh, always act like act, act like they do. Always you don't know, figure out legal ways to launder and all that shit. Because I mean they're criminal as well, but they're watching you. Yeah, so be on your p's and q's with that shit. For sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, like I was saying, you know, there's plenty of ways to get money in uh 2020. So don't always don't you don't always have to look for the traditional route and shit to do that, to do such, you know, with investing and stuff, you know, that's definitely, you don't have to have a lot of money to start investing. You can start small using apps like Robinhood. Um, with cryptocurrency, it's still pretty relatively new. So you can look into that. And a lot of the cryptocurrency is cheap. So, you know, do research on that. And uh, yeah, try to learn, you know, there's plenty of ways to get money, like I'm saying. So, that you can find your niche find something so um yeah man if like as always you know if you if y'all enjoyed this episode of the podcast i mean if you didn't enjoy it shit that's cool too you know you still listen <laughs> um if you if you fuck with us you could follow us on um soundcloud at divine council podcast you could follow us on twitter at podcast divine uh, or you can follow us on Instagram at Divine Council Podcast. And um, yeah, you know, again, if you like the podcast, if you didn't like it, you know, let us know what you think. You know, we're, we're always open to uh, to critique and uh, constructive criticism. You know, we don't get in our feelings about that. You know what I'm saying? So 
If you could leave us a review, maybe on like uh, Apple Podcasts, that's one of the streaming services we use. That would be helpful. Give us a rating. You know, the ratings help with visibility and helps with the algorithm. You know, five-star rating helps with the algorithm. And yeah, you know, we're just going to keep grinding and keep coming with that heat. And uh, this episode is about to end because of the the 120 minutes mark. So I'm not going to do a quote this episode. (laughs) But uh, until next time, y'all be easy. Peace. Peace.